At the University of Mary, we believe, as did St. John Paul II, that truth is known through both faith and reason. Human reason seeks the truth, but ultimate truth about life cannot be found by reason alone. In today's challenging higher education scene, the University of Mary is flourishing because our mission is to help students live fully in this way, not just existing, but really living. We offer education for the whole of life, and that's the difference. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. As a priest, I'm living proof that when you just simply say yes to the Lord, your life is fulfilled 10,000 times beyond what you could have imagined in any other life. And um, that's the gift of of a personal call in which God really does want what's best for us. Faith, at the most fundamental level, is, is founded on a promise of God. And... If I'm willing to step out in faith that God has asked me to, to live in a certain way, I have to trust that He's going to take care of me. It's, it's the entirety of the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes is a basic dependence upon the God of, of providence. And so I've experienced that in my own life in, in many, many ways. And I can speak for my brother priest as well. Uh, we, we sit and, and talk about it a lot and just the ways in which God fulfills things in our lives beyond what we could have imagined if we had done things our own way. This is Marianne Benoit from St. Joseph's in Red Lake Falls. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. The 34th Annual Bike Race and Ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live, coming to you from a bustling St. James Coffee in Rochester on the Real Presence Radio Network. If you're in the area, stop by and see what's brewing each time we host from 9 to 11 a.m. Central Time and join in the conversation on our Facebook page. And be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. It is indeed bustling here on a Wednesday morning at St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Will Thompson. You are listening to Real Presence Live. And is it possible that music can affect our ability to engage more fully in the Mass? And if it can, to what level? That's what we're going to discuss with Sebastian Motorelli, Director of Music and Liturgy at the Co-Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist in Rochester. Good morning, Sebastian. How are you? Very well. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Father Will. Good morning, Sebastian. Thank you. And uh, thanks for being with us on the air this morning, Sebastian. And uh, we want to talk a little bit about music and the Mass and how music can affect how we engage more fully in the Mass. Uh, how, how would you explain that? Um, I would start saying, I think that the, problem, the first problem is not so much to how to engage with the Mass, but is to engage with someone who is at that Mass. Um, with a real presence, to use the, the name of the radio. Right. So, um, I think that in the measure in which we are, um, how would you say, in the measure in which we are involved, we are uh, aware of what is happening there, who is there present, uh, in the same way in which you know a woman you fall in love with, or you know a friend, or you know your mom, only in that way, uh, you can be interested in engaging with mass. So if I can 
maybe turn the question a little over, mm -hmm. I would say um, music can affect the way in which I relate to him, to Christ. And because of that, it would change also the way in which I engage with Mass, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not that we need to do anything special at Mass in order to be engaged. Yes, but th there are some people that will say, well, you know, this type of music helps me to engage more. Some people will say this type of music helps me to engage more. Some people say no music helps right. me to engage more. How do you navigate those different tastes, uh, those different expectations uh, to help people uh, to be able to pray better mm. with the presence of Christ there at Mass? Right. Uh, I think the answer to that question, I mean, it's very interesting conversation. I love talking about these things. Uh, it's, again, uh, it depends on what kind of knowledge you have of that presence. For instance, um, if you fall in love, right, there will be certain music that will express better uh, that relationship than other music. You don't need a, a rule, you don't need someone to write that down. You can write things down. But it is clear that songs that talk about wo women in a certain way would not be expressive of the woman you love. Or, for instance, if you go on a hike with a youth group, right, from your church, uh, to a mountain, we don't have many here, but to some beautiful place, I don't know, Inspiration Point in Whitewater Park, or in fall, imagine. And you get there, and... In the old times, when we didn't have headphones, they were the stereos that you carried on the shoulder, right? <laughs> so imagine a kid would turn on uh, some rock and roll music in the stereo when you arrive at that point. Um, I mean, he can say that that is what is most expressive of that moment, but if you have a real education to appreciate reality in front of the beauty, in front of the awe of what you are seeing, uh, there will be silence would be the best thing in that case or there will be certain music that would express better what you see so I think the, the question is always what you see uh, because that dictates the way in which you you engage you in which you choose music that dictates the way that that, that presence dictates what kind of music is more expressive yeah does it make sense yeah yeah absolutely yeah we're speaking this morning with Sebastian Modarelli, Director of Music and Liturgy at the Co-Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist in Rochester. And uh, I always loved the uh, uh, idea that the liturgy is God's love song to us mm -hmm. and that we, uh, we should receive it as such. Uh, is, is there a per particular instrument, perhaps, or, or maybe instruments that are best suited to the liturgy? And, and if so, why? Mm. So again, it all goes back to that presence, right? Yeah. So I think, uh, I mean, the Second Vatican Council, Sacrosanctum Concilium, says that put like the, the 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 typical instrument to be the organ, uh, not because we have a lobby with the organist. I'm an organist <laughs> myself, and a, wonder, and a wonderful organist, <laughs> right? Like that. Yeah, well, not me, but that. <laughs> but it is because this is the way uh, the, the organ has a sound that sustains the singing and also can elevate the elevate the hearts to God. It says. I think it covers and up my mistakes as a cantor, <laughs> and that's why I love the organ. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and then, but then after that, it says that other instruments can be used uh, with the knowledge and approval of the ordinary I'm sure that our bishop knows exactly every instrument that is being played in the diocese so I have no doubt about that and uh, so there are any instrument could be uh, as long as it expresses this uh, 
relationship of, of all this glory of God in that particular moment. And there is a joy at Mass, a gladness that is made of, but not the gladness like when you have a party at night. It's a, a, the gladness that is measured sober uh, because it's aware of, of the infinite destiny we have and also of the suffering of the world. I mean, at Mass, there is the death happening too. So, um, in that sense, I mean, er, er, the instruments, I mean, again, you know, it's interesting that the Second Vatican Council never gave, named the organ, but never gave a, a list of instruments that you can use. Yeah. Because it depends on exactly on this awareness of the presence that you have. Mm -hmm. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit back to, to high school in particular uh, when I played in the band, played the trombone, still play a little bit. Uh, I and, heard that. And you played the Yeah, I got, got to play Christmas, Christmas. Christmas yeah. Eve. Uh, I had the early <laughs> masses, so I got to play in the orchestra uh, uh, Christmas Eve. And uh, it was a great reminder to me of, uh, of the, the different ways we can express ourselves. Um, that certainly when we, when we have an encounter with Christ at Mass, uh, we can do that in a very prayerful posture, but sometimes through music, that becomes a way of expressing uh, right. uh, who we are, uh, who we are in relationship to Christ. Um, I wonder if you could share a little bit, maybe from your own experience or from the choir, uh, how, how it is that uh, playing music or being in the choir gives a unique expression in that relationship with Christ at Mass. Um, so I would say, first of all, music by itself Right, this kind of combination of sounds, if you want, uh, is so expressive of, of something infinite or something beautiful in nature. I mean, a dog wouldn't react in front of music as a human being does. Mm -hmm. uh, and with that being said, I mean, there's nothing that can express more, uh, I think, than singing and playing uh, for someone you love, and especially uh, someone who gave you his life for you. Um, the the kind of music, the kind of attention that you want to have is completely different. And being in the music work of the liturgy is a real privilege. It is a privileged position to have, I agree. As long as you serve the liturgy. We're speaking again with uh, Sebastian Modorelli, Director of Music and Liturgy at the Co-Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist in Rochester. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Will Thompson. You're listening to Real Presence Live. And, Sebastian, people say that singing is praying twice. We hear that a lot. If, uh, but if I don't have the greatest voice, perhaps, uh, should I still participate? Uh, why or, or why not? Am I still participating if I can't sing? No, you should just leave the church. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> or at least leave my choir, you know? No. <laughs> we'll end the show right now. Right. No, so... We're done. <laughs> No, I think, uh, I mean, everyone participates, for sure. Uh, I think St. Benedict said, and I'm not sure, I'm not, I, I haven't, I don't remember exactly now the rule, but that if a monk cannot sing, he should pray with his heart, but in silence, <laughs> because he would distract the other members of the choir. I mean, he's out of tune, right? Uh, I think he said that, but you can look that up later. But... Um, so, of course, I mean, if, if you are not, if you just don't have the, the education or the possibility of singing in tune to be the basic thing, you probably don't want to get a microphone and talk to everyone else. But I think you can still participate. That's why you have a choir, that's why you have a cantor, and that's why you have an assembly that is joining. Uh, 
you would do it in a more prudent way. Like, like when I play soccer, I mean, I know that they don't want to pass me the ball <laughs> all the time, so I can stay on the side and <laughs> and help out. <laughs> but I still, I am still part of the team. Yeah, I know one of the things that I, I notice uh, from the presider's perspective that it, it seems like the more people in the assembly that are singing, the more in tune they are. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's that. As you have more people singing together, uh, it, it either covers up the wrong notes, uh, or those who you know may not really feel confident, they're hearing more, and therefore able to sing better. Um, uh, of course, I also uh, remember singing back, uh, next to some of my brothers uh, who, who didn't really have a uh, <laughs> you know a great singing voice. But I thought, you know what? Yeah, that, that's the voice God gave them, and they're giving it right back to God. And there's there's something beautiful about that. Uh, probably a difference between singing in the assembly and singing in the in the choir, um, but uh, but there is that gift of expressing ourselves uh, musically. Uh, you know, you could even say poetically yes. uh, through that music you know, in that that language of lovers. Yeah, the community supports the the best supports and and, and how do you say and arises the best of of every person. I mean, uh, I, I always lived in community and I had that experience when you are praying with others, we, we pray singing the liturgy of the hours and whenever someone is out of tune, you know, if they have a community that supports, they, in, in many times, they miraculously, they, they get the tune, That's the right. pitch. Right, right. Sebastian, uh, I, I can't help but think of the quote from Pope Benedict the uh, Sixteenth about music and how he said that it is actually greater a greater art than all the other liturgical arts combined. Why would why would he say something like that? Well, again, Sacrosanctum Concilium says the same uh, about uh, liturgical music, at least. And the reason is because um, first of all, you have words combined with music, so you pray twice. Meaning the words uh, are more expressive. How many times we understand words because they are sung? It's like it's like you are defenseless in front of music, right? <laughs> so they came, they penetrate in you in a way that if you were reading a book, maybe you would intellectualize them, but you wouldn't understand them. Sure it's right. the difference than talking about love and falling in love, let's put it that way. Right. That's wonderful. And uh, Sebastian, you've, you've been in, in, in Rochester for how long now? Um, 13 years. 13 half, years. Yeah. Uh, what have been some of the highlights for you uh, in, in leading music at the Co-Cathedral over these last 13 years? Oh my God! I wasn't prepared for that. I have many. Um, <laughs> Not by surprise, you on that one. <laughs> so first of all, um, I mean, I don't know what is first of all. I mean, I can name you some a few things right now. I'm working with lots of people. I have the opportunity to meet so many people. Uh, some of them have become dear friends over time. Working in an environment uh, with a great leadership—that's crucial. Uh, otherwise, it would not be the same. And. Uh, I mean, they are they, they, they lead us. I mean, I'm thinking especially my pastor, Monsignor Mann, and also Margaret Casey, the administrator, but all of us together, the staff, and the dialogue between us. And I mean, it's just an, a, a great opportunity. I have grown a lot. Mm. Uh, and also, we have a beautiful setting. I think the church is beautiful, the instrument is great, and we have wonderful choir and cantors, uh, like other parishes do have too. Excellent. Well, we're so thankful for you joining us here at St. James Coffee this morning. And we've been speaking with Sebastian Modorelli from the Co Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist here in Rochester. Thanks again so much. And uh, all right, and next up, 
Buckle up. We're heading on our 10-minute tour of local events, plus helping those who have fallen away from their Catholic faith come back to the fold. All coming up on Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live from St. James Coffee in Rochester. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, my name is Father Brian Cuiava from the Diocese of Crookston. You know, sometimes in my prayer or in my life, I'm going through like dry periods, you know, where I'm praying and it feels like nothing is happening. It feels like God isn't really there. I'm just kind of sitting there. And it's in those moments that I'm reminded that there is a gift from the Lord just simply called perseverance, where I might be running into this wall, but the Lord in that moment is just inviting me to be purified of whatever it is that I need to be purified of and to simply persevere in my life of prayer. particular gift that helps us in this pursuit of perseverance so that we can grow in our relationship with the Lord is the gift of fortitude. Fortitude helps us to see the obstacles that are in our way of perfect and and good relationship with the Lord and actually helps us to look forward to going up against those obstacles, to overcoming them, of course, by the grace of God. But above all, it encourages us to persevere in the faith so that we do not give up, but instead we can persevere to the end and remain close to Jesus, even in our times of suffering. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Will Thompson along with Matt Wilcom. I uh, just finished up a wonderful conversation with Sebastian Motorelli from the Co-Cathedral of St. John's in Rochester. Always good to hear from him, and uh, he's got some great insights on, on music, on liturgical music. As uh, we are moving along through our morning, uh, uh, we continue to have a bustling St. James Coffee House. You know, we've had some great conversations here, but it sounds like some great, great conversations uh, uh, around the tables as well. It's That's always good to see a great crowd. And if you're in the Rochester area, stop by St. James Coffee. There's still room for you. And Abs- we'd love to meet you as well. Absolutely. So it looks like we're, we're moving forward. Time to gear up. Do you know- Whoa. Do you know- get- 
Do you know how to fix cars? Did somebody... I know how to start cars. Somebody hotwire my car out there? There we go. Uh, we are on to our 10-minute tour going throughout our listening area. And first up, we get to, he- we get to hear from Ben, who's going to talk to us a little bit about Theology on Tap in Virginia, Minnesota. Ben, go right ahead. All right. Well, up here in Virginia, Minnesota on April 13th, we've got uh, Nick Davidson uh, presenting at our Theology on Tap. He's going to be speaking about living a life of trust. And uh, something you're definitely not going to want to miss. You can come early for uh, dinner, and then the actual uh, presentation starts at 7 p.m. Again, that's on April 13th. That's at the Virginia Golf Course at the Northern Divide Bar. So everyone's welcome to join us. That should be a great night. I know I've, I've heard Nick speak before and really has a g- lot of great insights and perspective on life. Living a life of trust. That's uh, something that a lot of folks struggle with uh, sometimes uh, quite a bit surprisingly so that's that's really a great topic and uh, appreciate you calling in ben ben could you tell yeah. us again when uh when and where that's uh, that's going to take place yep so 7 p.m april 13th at the virginia minnesota golf course the northern divide bar excellent thanks a lot and that's in virginia minnesota up in the iconic iron range absolutely correct? Been up, there. The been up there in summertime. Don't know what it looks like in the winter, but uh, it is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Ben, again. Yes, for... yes absolutely. God bless you guys. Thank All right. You. you too. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we also want to talk to you about another event in the Winona Rochester Diocese Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminaries, hosting a fundraising dinner every year called the Bishops and Rector Dinner. And this year, the Bishops and Rector Dinner is being held at the Rochester International Event Center on Friday, April 12th at 5.30 p.m. with a social beginning at 4.30 p.m. And, well, look here. Archbishop Charles Chaput from the Archdiocese of Philadelphia is going to be speaking. He keeps showing up. Unbelievable. And he's going to be receiving an award. All the proceeds from the dinner go to Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary and the Seminary Information Program. You can contact the Catholic Foundation of Southern Minnesota to register at catholicfsmn.org. That's, again, catholicfsmn.org. And heading down the road to the west, the Diocese of Rapid City is hoping, hosting their annual pastor, uh, pastoral ministry days, April 7th through the 9th at Tira Sancta. Uh, It's going to be the the Retreat Center in Rapid City. Uh, The theme for this year's conference is One Spirit, with the focus being on priests and laity working together to form the mystical body of Christ. Again, that's going to be at Terra Sancta uh, for the 9th annual, I'm sorry, uh, from April 7th through April 9th. Uh, The cost for that retreat is $80, and you can register online at PMD. 2019.com Alright, and we also now have uh, Monsignor Guillen to speak to us about the Cathedral of St. Mary's Parish Mission and that's his hope Monsignor, are you on the line? Alright Well, I just wanted to tell Monsignor Monsignor Guillen Guillen, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, All right. And you have an event that you'd like to tell us about at St. Mary's Cathedral Parish? Yes, there is a uh, yeah, a mission uh, happening there that uh, I think Father 
Uh, or unless Gary wanted me to advertise a little bit. Okay. And so how, how, I've got like two minutes? Yep, go ahead. Yep, that's right. Am I on right now? Yes, yes. you are. <laughs> go go right <laughs> ahead. <laughs> so no we're, pause. Hey, we're, we're, ju- we're, we're jumping right in. I'll be at the Cathedral of St. Mary's. Uh, on Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night, uh, uh, doing a parish mission. Um, I'll be speaking the first night on the uh, subject of God's mercy towards us, uh, the scandalous mercy of God. Um, the second night, I'll be focusing a little bit more on the uh, the subject of confession, specifically, which for a lot of Catholics is kind of a scary thing. Um, a lot of people, the idea of that is a scary thing. And so uh, why we would want to do that uh, and the gift that it is. Uh, and then on the last night, uh, I'll be speaking specifically on the subject of um, mercy towards others. What it means to, to be merciful and to experience mercy, uh, uh, to extend the gift of mercy to others and how we benefit that generosity of heart, that willingness uh, to forgive, is a benefit to us uh, as human beings. Uh, and so there's, like like, like all, all of the things that God calls us to, when we trust Him and do the... That anything we, that He asks us to do. Uh, all right, thank so, uh, you, thank you, Monsignor Guillen, and that's again that's March 31st through April 2nd at the Cathedral St. Mary Parish Mission in Fargo, North Dakota. Thanks a lot, Monsignor. Yep, thank you. God bless. Bye. You bet. Moving on to Bismarck, uh, we have John on the line who is going to talk about the men's simple Lenten retreat. Go ahead, John. Yes, thank you very much, Matt and Father Will. Yeah, I just wanted to let folks know that um, this year, once again, we're going to be um, holding a simple Lenten retreat for men at the Church of St. Anne in Bismarck on Saturday, April the 13th. Um, we start off with Mass at 8 a.m. Um, we have three speakers this year, Monsignor Tom Richter, Father Wayne Sattler, and Mr. Jerome Richter. And I would just like to encourage any men in the listening area around Bismarck, Mandan, Western North Dakota, Central North Dakota to come join us for the uh, Lenten Retreat. For information on uh, registration and how to register, they simply need to go to the um, Bismarck Diocese um, website, which is um, BismarckDiocese.com. And if they click under events, they'll see the information on how to uh, register for the retreat. Excellent. Thank you, John. Again, uh, that's BismarckDiocese.com to be able to find the registration info for the Simple Lenten Retreat for Men. Uh, It's going to be on April 13th. And, John, where is that at again? It's at the Church of St. Anne in Bismarck. Church of St. Anne. Uh, hope to be able to hope you can make it. Uh, Admission is just $25, and advanced registration is preferred. All right. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. Take care and God bless. Thanks, John. All right. Well, that wraps up our 10-minute tour. Woo, we, covered, we covered a lot of ground that in, was in that time. Whirlwind. We, fe- we feature this uh, every, every time that we have Real Presence Live, and if you would like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122. 
That's 877-795-0122, and we would be happy to feature your event. It's time to tell you what's coming up. In fact, it's time to rumble. The stage is set for a showdown on the blacktop between two local Newman centers. Those details are up next, and later, do you know someone who turned away from their faith? Hear what you can do to help them return home. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live from St. James Coffee in Rochester. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. At the University of Mary, we offer a world-class education that's truly affordable. 99% of our students receive scholarships, and we offer a groundbreaking year-round campus option to earn your bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four. That means less cost, less debt, and a tremendous boost in your lifetime earnings. For these reasons and more, we're the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. Discover more at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating Mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. It seems like uh, such a simple thing, but it's it's taking you know the message. It's taking the church outside the walls, the building, and we don't get outside the wall of the building very often. And so this morning, it's pouring rain, and I'm I'm driving to my workout this morning. But I turn on the radio, and there it is. And there's a message. There's a prayer. It's so inspiring, and it gets my day and started in the right way. And as we know, it's a continual decision to say yes. And so Catholic Radio, don't underestimate it. I'm a little bit of a convert to it. It was Bishop Swain who really said, experienced the power and impact of Catholic Radio's ministry in the Diocese of Madison, where he came from. We did not have it here. And it was his encouragement. And it was, it, it's not easy. It's tough sledding. But it was always keep the faith because of the impact. You know, the listeners that were touched by it. And we know that the few who took the time are able to communicate it to where I heard the message. There's so many others, you know, who are impacted by it. You're listening to Real Presence Live, coming to you from a bustling St. James Coffee in Rochester on the Real Presence Radio Network. If you're in the area, stop by and see what's brewing each time we host from 9 to 11 a.m. Central Time. And join in the conversation on our Facebook page. And be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Will Thompson. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Uh, coming to you from St. James Coffee in Rochester. We're speaking with now a couple of gentlemen, a, one being Brian Wilburn, Director of Development at St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo, North Dakota, and Sam Mettler, a senior at NDSU. 
They're on the air with us to talk about a big event coming up for them. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you for calling us gentlemen. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Brian. Ho hopefully that doesn't feel like too much of a step up for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, usually I'm just called a good guy. So gentlemen is quite a step up. Thank you. I'm, I'm wearing a bow tie right now, so I'm feeling kind hey. of hoity-toity. So oh. maybe that's spilling out to you. Very, <laughs> very <laughs> nice. Brian and Sam, thanks for thanks for again for being on the air with us, and uh, we'll talk about this event in a moment. But mm. first, how are things going at the the Newman Centers? Uh, how about we start with you, Brian? Well, thank you. Yeah, things are going fantastic. Uh, it's kind of an exciting time for the Newman Center right now. We are, uh, as many people know, in the midst of a capital campaign to build a new Newman Center, and so to date. Um, for the people listening, we've raised about 18 million of the 21 and a half million, and we are just very grateful to God for everyone that's showed tremendous support for the project. And on the student side of the house, I mean, how are we doing, Sam? On the students are just really trying to survive the semester and really quickly. Awesome. The <laughs> <laughs> and they're thriving and loving the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise yes, God. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, it, you know, as you're talking about the, uh, the capital campaign, sounds like that is going uh, really well. Uh, could you uh, describe a little bit about what the purpose of the campaign is and what you hope to be able to, uh, how, you ho how you hope to be able to transform the Newman Center to uh, meet the needs of students? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the purpose of the capital campaign, our facility was built in 1958 at a time when NDSU was about 3,000 students. And now NDSU is about 15,000 students, and our ministry has also grown exponentially. And with both of those factors, and the third factor of the current facility, uh, well, Father Cheney likes to call it a brick and asbestos bomb that's run its life cycle. So <laughs> with those three things in mind, we needed to do something. And so we started to envision what would, if we wanted to build the best Newman Center in the country, um, what would we build? And so that's kind of where we came up with this new facility that, is going to be much expanded for ministry, but also include uh, a faith-based housing component. So it's going to enable quite a bit more. Excellent. Uh, the Newman Center there in Fargo is a, a place that uh, fosters faith and fellowship. What, what kind of things does the Newman Center offer? The Newman Center offers, uh, obviously, the sacraments, mass, confession, as well as spiritual direction to the students. Uh, it provides, we like to call it a spiritual home away from home. So while they come, while your kids and or if you're a student, when you come to college, you have a home where you can form and build those Christ-centered friendships, and you can also learn what it means to evangelize and share the gospel. And so we have typically each year we end with somewhere between 40 and 50 student-led Bible studies happening on the wow. campus every single week. So we offer a lot of opportunity to not just come to the Newman Center, but also to send the students out onto campus to share the faith. So anything I missed, Sam? Um, yeah, you did hit uh, mention Bible studies, which is a lot of Bible It's studies. a lot of Bible studies. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we also have like uh, natural family planning courses that are free also, and retreats, our shell conferences. Sam just got married, too, as a, as a senior, so oh. he obviously is familiar with natural family planning. Way to go, Sam. Thanks for being a proponent of that. <laughs> Thank you. So we're talking with Sam, uh, a senior at NDSU, and Brian Wilburn, the Director of Development for the St. Paul Newman Center in Fargo, North Dakota, on Real Presence Live. Um, now, the things that you do at the Newman Center, it's, it's not just contained to the Newman Center itself. Uh, I understand that there's a, a big bike race 
coming up pretty soon between oh, you got Newman that right. Centers. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if Sam or Brian, if one of you want to uh, take the ball on that and tell us about what's going on. Yeah, um, so one of my jobs as a student uh, for the bike race is really just to contact people, and that's the way students can fundraise and do their tithing because typical college students are poor <laughs> and spend their money on tuition. So this is a way to for college students, us ourselves, to give back yeah. to the Newman Center as the annual fundraiser. Yeah, kind of the broader, um, like Sam was saying, there's definitely a fundraising component. And the reason for that is the history of this goes way back, 34 years actually. And it started between the UND Newman Center and the NDSU Newman Center. And it was a way for them to have camaraderie, com competition, but also um, it uh, was also an opportunity to fundraise a little bit of money for each of the schools to help with the cost of doing ministry. And, you know, traditionally, UND kind of kicked our butt. Pardon my French there. Um, but <laughs> we, uh, in the recent years, I think we're on a four- or five-year winning streak over here at NDSU, and we want to keep it that way. In fact, I think we have the trophy in studio with us right now. I'm looking at it. I'm loving it. And uh, we... Uh, <laughs> a, little, a little trolling going on oh, there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's all, you know what, we, we wish the best for UND. We want them to succeed, too. And so uh, the way just you... Not, just not as much as you. Just not... Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. got that right. So the way that you win is the number of riders for each school, the top 20 times between the schools, and then the amount of money raised. And so we have, yeah, students that, that are fundraising, and they have pages. And if you go to bisoncatholic.org, you can uh, click on the bike race, and you can find uh, the students, and you can support them. Great. And uh, how can uh, folks get involved in the big bike, bike race? Well, they can ride. We'd love if you wanted to ride with us, and so you can pick a school to be with on that, and uh, preferably you pick NDSU. That's the really only option. <laughs> of course. Um, and if they do that, um, the bike race is 25 miles. It's a race and ride, so you don't have to race it. Um, what we do is we bus everyone up to Hillsboro, and UND does the same, and then we take a 25-mile route from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back. And it ends up ends up usually being a pretty fun little ride, fun race. Uh, we have a meal afterwards, so you can do that. The other way, you can, like I said before, you can go to bisoncatholic.org and click on Bike Race, and you can find all the details there, but... Um, if you if you uh, have been blessed by the Lord, I encourage you to support and sponsor a student if you can and help them in their fundraising goals. There is a Caledonia in Minnesota in the southeast yep. corner. I mean, that's not the Caledonia you're talking about. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. No, no, it's not. <laughs> That'd be a long bike race. And uh, tell, tell us again where people can find more about the Newman Center or the bike race, please. You can go to bisoncatholic.org. I'm saying that like a, a Fargoan would say it. It's with an S, bison with an S, bisoncatholic.org, and click on bike race, and you can find all the details there. Excellent. Now, now Sam, how many years have you participated in the, in the, bike ra the big bike race? I've only participated in the race for about three years, but my family have had three older brothers that have gone to NDSU, and they've all done the bike race. My dad has done the bike race for 10 years in a row now. He signed up this year, and some of those years, he goes back. He's uh, in charge of post-prom uh, and back in our hometown, so he comes back, does post-prom, and he gets like three hours of sleep that night or something. And then this, <laughs> year, right. this year, he's doing the half marathon. Uh, a week after the bike race. The year before, he did the marathon mm -hmm. a week after or so the bike race. Randy's wow. in his 50s. He's an inspiration for all of us. <laughs> um, like you know, I'm 30, <laughs> and I really don't know if there's much left for me physically. So, Randy, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, 
Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap things up? Uh, where can people find out more about this Newman Center? Where can they us? find out more about the Newman Center, Sam, and everything going on? Well, we have social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Father Cheney sometimes posts his uh, selfies with the students on Instagram and Twitter. But, um, yeah, we have events all the time on Facebook where alumni or anybody can really reach us at. Mm-hmm. And bisoncatholic.org. If you want to learn more about the campaign, you can click on campaign there, too. Excellent. We've been speaking this morning with Brian Wilburn, Director of Development at St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo, North Dakota, and Sam Mettler, a senior at NDSU, talking about the big bike race, which they have been very successful in uh, as of late. So we congratulate you on that and wish you all the best uh, in this event. We appreciate you being on the air. Yeah, thank you, for Matt and Father Will. Thanks you for having bet. us. All right, and also up next... We'll put a bow on this show as Bob Noel shares some helpful ideas about how you can make an impact in someone's journey home to the Catholic Church. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live from St. James Coffee in Rochester. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labaray Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166-594. The 34th annual bike race and ride between the NDSU and UND Newman Centers is Saturday, April 27th from 8 a.m. till noon. To register for the 25-mile race and ride from Hillsboro to Caledonia and back, all riders must stop by St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo Friday, April 26th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. St. Paul's Newman Center's goal is to raise $175,000. For more information, contact Emma Hergenroder at emma at bisoncatholic.org. Real Presence Radio gives us an opportunity to sanctify the airwaves, if Mm -hmm. you will. It's all forms of modern communication that we're so used to today. This is one that people again and again tell me how they tune in, you know. So it's at these times where you may be in your car or you maybe have time at your workplace, wherever you are, or in between things at home, um, just tuning into the radio for a little bit. And to think that on an ongoing basis, you know, we're able to talk about Jesus and talk about our faith and extend hope and joy to people as they listen to us. So Real Presence Radio has just been a great blessing to our diocese. And I know people of Duluth and Superior, you know, we have access to Real Presence Radio, but if people's generosity, you know, moves them, they could expand. Other places in our diocese that maybe don't have the reach right yet could. Hello, this is Barbara Brooks from Duluth, Minnesota at St. Benedict's Church. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio.
You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Will Thompson, broadcasting live from St. James Coffee in beautiful Rochester, Minnesota. The sun is back out again, I believe. It's getting warmer. It's creeping out there. Spring is coming. Well, it's here. Goodbye, snow. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hopefully. It's been fun, but time to move on. I always remember growing up in western Wisconsin, North northwestern Wisconsin, we, we always could count on at least two or three snows within the month of April. Yeah. I know people yep. don't want to hear that, but No, no, it wasn't too long ago. It was three, four years ago we had a big May snowstorm, so yeah. things can happen, but it lets you know that we're getting close to Latari Sunday, getting closer to Easter, and uh life is good. Yes, yes it is. And uh yeah, we we're not really out of the woods yet until I think May fifteenth, I think was the um, at least in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I came from Omaha, though, so I have high expectations yeah, for yeah. spring. And who, who knows, the last couple of winters have just been, been wild. So far, I've been let down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're talking off-air a little bit uh, with the previous guests about the, the flooding that's happened in Nebraska. And when people hear that I, I just came from Omaha, they might be wondering, oh, were, you, were you affected by the flooding? And the answer is, is no. Um, the, the city of Omaha itself has, has kind of been insulated from that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was actually just out uh, about a month ago leading a, a music for a retreat, and uh, I drew th- drove through this area just west of the city, and it was really uh, kind of eerie to see that area completely, almost completely underwater now. And so prayers go out to, to those uh, those folks, our friends in Nebraska. Absolutely. Yeah, we certainly keep them in our prayers. Uh, we're going to be heading a little north of Nebraska, uh, heading up to the Diocese of Crookston. Uh, we have Bob Noel on the line, who's going to be talking to us about shepherding them home. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? Good morning. Well, how are you? Doing great. This is Father Will Thompson. We've got Matt Welcome uh, here on the air with us today. Um, now, as we uh, introduced the topic uh, a little bit ago, you know, we, we probably all have someone in our life that we know that has fallen away from the Catholic Church. Um, what, are, what are some of the reasons in your experience that people will leave the Catholic Church? Um, well, I think the, you know, the biggest re- reason that research shows is that um, people like over the past couple generations just kind of gradually have drifted away um, uh, I know some of it is due to uh, um, people just not continuing to believe in the church's teachings or possibly their spiritual needs are not met, mm-hmm. um, you know, struggling with the teachings of the Bible or, you know, and not being able to relate to them. Um, and, uh, you know, some cite that there's a dissatisfaction with uh, worship services, with liturgies, um, with clergy, with, you know, the congregation not being welcoming. Um, and then others have simply just found another religion uh, to practice. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of reasons, but, um, uh, yeah. you know, I think, I think it's the, the you know, it, it seems like it's caught us all by surprise, and yet it's been pretty pretty gradual uh, that people just kind of floated and found community elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's pretty clear, Bob, that uh, as a church, uh, as, as a whole, we need to re-examine perhaps how we do things, uh, how welcoming we are, but then also perhaps take a look at certain things like worship, uh, activities that we offer, uh, 
groups, support groups perhaps. Uh, people might drift away because they don't feel supported in whatever difficult situation they might be going through. Uh, any, any myriad of situations. Uh, what, what, what might be some of those situations that might keep people away from the church? Um, I think, yeah, it, you know that we all respond, you know, none of us respond well to rejection. And so, um, and rejection can be like outright, but it can also be really subtle. And I think just that, that constant invitation, um, getting to know people, getting to know their names, um, taking interest in, in people. Um, I think a lot of times in any church you'll have um, people that are set up, or people that find a position of leadership and others find a position of, you know, casual um, mass goers, maybe take part in a program here and there. And just to, I think, you know, in our parish communities, just to always be aware of the, the needs of everyone um, and just constantly inviting. Uh, and I think a lot of that, you know, it can take, should take the form of um, what does one-on-one and two-on-one and two-on-two ministry look like? Um, what does it look like to bring the church into your home, you know, in, in the form of a Bible study or, um, or a Lenten study, a series or an Advent study, you know, like to, to just to really, I think in the end, uh, Catholics letting other Catholics know that they matter, you know. Yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, ta- we're talking with Bob Noel of the Diocese of Crookston. Um, Bob, you know, there, there's a lot of reasons for people to leave the church, a lot of reasons for people to stay away from the church. Um, and you're starting to talk about one of the, some of those things we can do to invite them back. What happens when, when they do come back? How, how, do we, how do we nurture someone's faith uh, once they make that decision? Uh, and it can feel like a very brave decision. It can be difficult for people to decide, okay, I've left, but now I'm going to come back to the church. How do we nurture them once they're back? That's a great question, and, and I'm going to speak from maybe a, a place of failure in this area. Um, I, I think um, over the years I've tried to, you know, just jump right people into Mass, you know, and be like, hey, I know you've been away from the church for years, come to Mass with me on Sunday. And, um, and it's almost like going from cold to hot too fast. And so um, I, I, I've realized from my own personal experience that accompaniment has to be a slow process and it has to start with, uh, it has to start with listening. Um, I know Brandon Bott talks about uh, how in his book Return, how, you know, if he's going to, um, if he's going to accompany someone, it's going to start with that listening. And if he spends an hour with someone, he's probably going to listen for 50 minutes and talk for the last 10, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just allowing people that space to, to share, you know, what what is it that kept, has kept them away from the church. And then not to, not to turn it into, a, you know, an instant apologetics or like, a, um, oh, yeah, well, uh, have you thought of this? You know, I, I mean, it's it's an opportunity just to sit back and listen and then to invite them into the next conversation and um, that nurturing has to be just all along that process um, of nurturing Uh, and then I think you know once people are back it's got to continue we've got to keep asking people how are you doing where are you at Um, you know uh, how is this transition going Um, hey do you want to come uh, be a part of this study or be a part of this presentation or this, you know, like just 
it's just that constant invitation and that constant accompaniment. You know, Bob, earlier in the show, uh, we were talking with someone about uh, how uh, sacred music helps us to engage the Mass. And uh, Sebastian said it's, you know, it's not just that we're engaging the Mass, we're engaging a person at the Mass. We're engaging with, with Jesus Christ. And what you're talking about just sounds very f- similar uh, to me. That, you know, it, it's not simply a matter of executing certain things uh, to bring people back and, and to bring them back, but it's nurturing a relationship and growing in those relationships. Does that sound right for you? Absolutely. And then the other thing, too, is like to live our life as Catholics where people look at that and say, wow, I want, I want what he has or what she has. Um, often when I go out and speak, I, tell, I start my presentations with telling people how excited I am about Roberto Clemente, the great right fielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, and I'll start that presentation out by just telling people about him, and yet he died when I was two, and I never met him, I never saw him play live, but I consider him my greatest baseball hero of all time, and it's like, and my enthusiasm about him as a baseball player um, is catchy. Well, how about Jesus, you know? Do I have that same enthusiasm about Jesus? Um, And uh, and then how is that, like, fulfilled in the Catholic Church? You know, it's, it's I think, you know, kind of going, like, I think another piece of this is, yeah, we've got to understand where people are at with that whole, you know, is it is it a Catholic issue? Is it a, is it a just misunderstanding of, or not knowing the, you know, the kerygma, you know? And mm-hmm. is that where people are at? And um, But I think, you know, when we're, when we're in love with our faith, when we're in love with Jesus Christ, um, people will people will know that just simply by how we respond to them and talk to them and act and um, and share the gospel. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think that enthusiasm can go a long ways. Absolutely, um, absolutely. We're speaking with Bob Noel of the. Diocese of Crookston, Office of Formation and Dis- Discipleship, uh, Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. And, uh, Bob, you've got an event coming up in the Crookston Diocese where you'll be speaking on this called Shepherding Them Home. Shepherding Them Home, talking about winning back yeah. people who have left the church. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so this is a program Deacon Mark Creechie developed, um, and it's, uh, it's in response to a lot of need that we were sensing in the diocese of people lamenting the fact that they've had loved ones leave the church and drift away or, you know, sometimes just abruptly leave and, um, and people kind of saying, I, I, we don't know what to do. Um, and there's just a lot of pain and suffering that's gone with that. We, we see a lot of prayer requests come to the diocese, um, people praying for their son or their daughter to return. And so, um, Anyway, so Mark created this program, and I think it's excellent, and um, and it's a chance to gather with people um, who are having a similar experience with, to both pray, but also to leave with a plan, um, uh, a plan to to start um, mm-hmm. ma- making that invitation in a non-confrontational way uh, back to the faith. And Bob, where where can people find out more about shepherding them home? Uh, well, we're going to have, we have two coming up, two, um, two prayer shops, we call them, uh, Saturday, April 6th, um, 
I will be leading one up in Roseville from 10.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Um, and then Mark Creechy, Deacon Mark Creechy, will be leading one on Saturday, April 13th um, in East Grand Forks at Sacred Heart Catholic Church. All are welcome. It's a free program. Lunch is served. Um, if you go to uh, Roseville, excuse me, to the, if you contact the Catholic Church in Roseville, which is um, Sacred Heart Catholic Church, you can find out, or you can sign up there for Sacred Heart Catholic Church in East Grand Forks as well. Um, All right, Bob, thank you. Uh, we're, we're coming up on the end of our time here, but again, April 6th in Roseau and April 13th in East Grand Forks. Both of those are Sacred Heart uh, Catholic Churches. Go to their websites to learn more about the prayer shop. I love that uh, phrasing uh, for shepherding them home. Uh, Bob, thanks for being on with us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, and you can link to those um, parishes at crookston.org, the Diocese of Crookston website. Crookston.org. Excellent. Thanks again, Bob. All right, thank you for having me on. Looks like we've come to the end of our time here. We have. It's been a, been a great show, a lot of wonderful interviews. But uh, as we are coming to the end of our time, of course, this is not the end. Uh, we do have more shows coming up. So uh, I think we have Brandon uh, is going to share a little bit with us about what's, uh, what's coming up. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, this is Gregory. Greg, um, Gregory, I'm sorry. No worries. <laughs> no worries. Um, so our host on Thursday will be Andy Sean, Father Michael Malloy. We're a little over halfway through Lent. So, And how is your journey going? Father Tim Smith of the Diocese of Sioux Falls will share some reflections to keep us encouraged throughout the last half of this season. And doing our taxes can be difficult and stressful, and while there are accountants who certainly make the process easier, there is another option through Catholic Charities, which provides some families with the, with the help they need to submit tax returns. We'll get more details on this on Thursday. And confession gave her the strength for what God knew was coming, but she didn't. He had the incredible story of how Monica Burtis discovered the need and desire to return to the Sacrament of Reconciliation. All this and much more coming up on Thursday morning from 9 to 11. Thanks, Greg, and thank you, Father Will, for both of you guiding me through my first Real Presence Live. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's great to have you on board. Uh, it's been a little while for me as well, so it's good to get, get the rust off. Back into the swing of things. Get back to the swing of things. Uh, but, you know, certain, again, we had a great show today. Uh, sounds like we got a great show coming up tomorrow. And uh, just keep getting that word out. You know, I think so much of um, you know, bringing people back to the church, evangelizing, is just talking to, talking to the person right next to you, whether that's a family member, a coworker, a neighbor. Reach out because... That so often is the one thing that will help people to come back to the church. Absolutely. Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. This has been Real Presence Live, coming to you from St. James Coffee in Rochester, only on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central. The encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10. And the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.